Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Today, it is the 16th of March, 2021. I'm Craig Nish, along with Davis Maddock. Plenty of baseball to cover here on this show, basketball as well, and a lot of NFL free agency to get to here on the show. We'll tell you what it all means. As Davis, it definitely looks like if there was a winner in free agency, just simply based on money being spent, that team is the New England Patriots. But I suppose the question is, with all of the money that they're spending, did they appropriately spend it on a couple of tight ends and a lot of other players. It looks like they're really trying to get back into the playoffs next year. Really looks like they're trying to get back into the playoffs. Um, Got to say, I'm, I'm not really a fan of how they chose to deploy all of these assets. I mean, I think that Belichick obviously feels like he wants to get back in the playoffs, like he wants to win the division. You know, and I, I think even with all of these additions that the Buffalo Bills still are the better roster, I think the Dolphins still have a strong chance of being a better roster, right? I think they have the advantage uh, in offensive skill position players. And if Tua takes a step forward or they're able to get Zach Wilson or Trey Lance and or, or Deshaun Watson, right? They offer that first-round draft pick and multiple firsts to get Deshaun Watson. I think the Patriots could be on the outside looking in. And, uh, you know, I know Nelson Aguilar performed well last year. But I, I got to say, I would not have chosen to deploy the resources in terms of wide receivers the way the Patriots did. I, th- I think the tight end signings are fine, and I get what they're trying to do. But like Kendrick right. Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, it just it's not that exciting to me. Yeah, and look, it's an interesting day with with a lot happening and a lot happening tomorrow. But the in, the New England Patriots have definitely dominated NFL free agency. That's what we're going to begin here on the show today. As Davis mentioned, a lot of new fantasy assets for Cam Newton. We'll see what it ends up meaning as the season begins and the NFL draft season in fantasy begins in a few months from now. Uh, Also, the Raiders add Yannick Ngakwe, which is obviously a huge signing for them as the Raiders look to have their fans back in Las Vegas this year, look to have a better team than they did last year, kind of completely falling apart on defense two years in a row. Gronk is back with the Bucs. No one is surprised by that. He signs a one-year deal. Shohei Otani yesterday, to Davis's delight, goes deep twice in a Cactus League game. And Corey Seager also hits his fifth home run for L.A. in the past six games in spring training. I'll get to Otani in a second. One more quick football note, Davis, uh, that we'll talk about a little bit more next hour, too. But Ryan Fitzpatrick also signs a one-year deal with the Washington football team. And I know in the Superflex leagues, that probably will have a ton of relevance. Oh, I mean, it'll definitely have a ton of relevance. And also, I, I think you have to say, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he is he always makes great fantasy wide receivers. That that just is kind right. of what Ryan Fitzpatrick does. He gets guys paid. And Terry McLaurin had to deal with some of the worst quarterback mm. play in football last year. Um, and, and, I mean, McLaurin now, with Ryan Fitzpatrick under the helm for, for 16 games, I, I think he is the, the biggest beneficiary of this signing. But... Shohei Otani, can't stop, won't stop, just keeps hitting home runs, uh, looks good pitching the ball. I mean, we're the Los Angeles Angels. I just got some more Joe Adele Bowman Chromes in the mail yesterday, uh, so so that was nice. I mean, we are, we're feeling good about the Angels and Corey Seager as well, by the way. I, I made a bet on him to win National League MVP. I, I think mm. he gets overlooked by Mookie Betts. I think he gets overlooked by Cody Bellinger when people talk about the Los Angeles Dodgers, but... Corey Seager, you know, uh, had a, another breakout season last year, and I, I think that 
he is uh, one of the most under uh, underappreciated talents on that Dodgers roster. Yeah, five home runs in six games. And look, the Dodgers are stacked. Seager is coming off arguably the best two months of his life in baseball and is parlaying that into spring training. We'll see what happens going into the regular season. And the Otani thing is just remarkable because, you know, Davis, he was just not talked about at all last year. And it's amazing what spring training can do. But not as it just impressive, but the distance and the exit velocity that these home runs are going off. I mean, look, he did show a lot of power in the past. And and look, I, I don't know what kind of odds you can still get on MVP, but I may even be willing to double down on that. And, you know, this is just no, no indication of how I feel the Angels will be this year because I'm not really sure on that. But the more this is getting closer to opening day, I feel like that's still a great market to bet on. So Otani right now for American League MVP, he's down to uh, thirty-five to one. I I still oh, think really? that you can pretty. I think you can pretty comfortably bet on him at thirty-five yeah. to one. I was I was talking with our friend Derek Cardi earlier today, and he reminded me that a lot of people inside of baseball were actually more excited about Otani as a pitcher than a hitter. If it, looking at his stats from the Nippon League, looking at his physical frame how they expected him to produce in Major League Baseball. A lot of people were more excited about him as a pitcher than a hitter. So, I mean, look, I just there is no analogy to a player in Major League Baseball who hit 30 home runs and generated three-and-a-half ERA over right. 15 starts. I mean, no one has done this in, in the modern day. So I, I do think that season would win MVP. Yeah, no doubt. I'm checking constantly today to see about NFL free agency. I'm told some things could be happening today at uh... – in the next couple hours. So I'm monitoring it. I'm monitoring baseball, of course. We got spring training starting in an hour, but coming up next, it's time for our NBA fantasy standouts. In the league last night, Giannis has just been on fire over the past month, so no surprise there. And uh, also no surprise that James Harden, once he got himself out of Houston, is really putting himself in the MVP conversation as well. Like if Kevin Durant did not come back for another month and a half, would Harden go from an outsider in Houston to the MVP of the, uh, of the NBA. A lot of shifting around with the NBA MVP odds too, with Embiid falling back. We'll talk fantasy standouts next. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back. Time for our NBA fantasy standouts. And just a couple of weeks from now, we'll be talking about Major League Baseball standouts from the regular season. His opening day is just around the corner on April the 1st. But first and foremost, let's continue with the NBA. What a big night it was for a couple of players last night, in particular Giannis with yet another triple-double. 31 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists, 3 steals, and 1 block. 
Julius Randle continues his unbelievable season. 33-12 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 steals. James Harden, triple-double and a big one. 21 points, 15 rebounds, 15 assists, and 1 block for the Nets. Russell Westbrook with 23 points, 17 assists, 5 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block. And then Bradley Beal, we've seen this story before. 37 points for him, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, and 1 steal. So, Davis, the landscape for the NBA MVP has completely changed now with Joel Embiid out, and I know that the odds will will now be reflected there. It, it certainly opens up the door, I think, for anyone at this point, and Giannis has really turned it up. I, I can't see Harden being the MVP, but he's playing well like one right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I will continue to maintain the party line that I have been touting on this show. And really, it's it's completely out of self-interest. I bet Nikola Jokic pretty early on to win MVP. The Nuggets are, are now winning some games. They are climbing these Western Conference standings. I think last Thursday on the show, we did the fantasy or reality about the Suns finishing as a top four seed in the Western Conference. And I said they won't because Jokic is coming for them 32-14-5 for Jokic last night. And uh, LeBron had a good game, you know, triple-double, but another blowout win. And I just I just want to see Jokic win an MVP. It would be so great to have a big throwback, you know, passing Arvidas Sabonis-style center win MVP. I mean, that would just it would just bring me joy. Yeah, no, it's definitely possible. And, and Brett Julius Randle just keeps piling up these huge games – and, and I would say that this is one of the better signings that they've had in a long time. Yeah, I mean, that Knicks team is fighting hard, Craig. Uh, they were down big last night, and they fought to make it a close game. Uh, the big story is obviously that travel, no travel at the end of the game, whether Kyrie tipped the ball or not. Probably tipped it, but I think uh, it's still a travel because Julius caught it and then came down on two feet and then tried to dribble it again and <laughs> did all this other stuff. So, you know, I think the Revs got it right. I think the Knicks have a grudge. You'd like that stuff to be reviewed in uh, crunch time there. But you said it. These Knicks are fighting. And uh, to be honest, Craig, they wanted Durant. They wanted Kyrie. Uh, you know, they would have loved to have their opportunity to get James Harden. They missed out on those guys. They had to go and get Julius Randle as a backup plan. They had to go and get Taj Gibson as a backup plan. So uh, these guys have a chip on their shoulder, and they're playing like really hard, and it's it's fun to watch. And that's why the Knicks fans love this team. Yeah, and I would say that the NBA is better when the marquee teams are good and when the Knicks are good and they're making the playoffs, even if it's the eighth seed or the seventh seed. It makes it interesting because either you're going to have a team that everyone's going to get behind and they're going to do well, or they're just going to fall apart in the playoffs and everyone gets real upset. It's worth talking about. So uh, hopefully the Knicks will sneak in their eighth seed, seventh seed in the East. All right, our other fantasy standouts from last night as – Davis mentioned Jokic with another huge game, 32 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, and 1 block. Luka with 25 points, 10 rebounds, 16 assists. That makes for a triple-double, 2 steals also. Kawhi, 22 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 steals. I would guess Rashawn Holmes was a big winner on FanDuel last night. 17 points, 15 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, 4 blocks. And then Gordon Hayward, who we haven't talked a ton about this year, 25 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals. Davis, did you have the foresight with Holmes in, in the games in your DFS lineups last night? No, I didn't. I uh, I did actually stack that game. Uh, I used four players from that game in my single-entry team. But uh, LaMelo finally had a bad game, went 7 for 15 from the field, didn't make any threes, only four assists. So he kind of tanked my lineup a little bit. What what happened with Holmes was that Marvin Bagley got injured in this game and uh, Hassan Whiteside is inactive. I, I, he's either dealing with a personal matter or has like the flu or something. So he's not with the team right now. And so they don't have a backup center. So Holmes played 41 minutes, which was a season high, 17, 15, and 6. Buddy Heald actually had a really strong game there as well. The Kings are, they're pretty fun. Uh, I don't i don't really know what's wrong with them in, in terms of, the, I guess their defense isn't very good, but they have so many young players that I think are exciting and fun. Big game also, Brett, for Gordon Hayward last night, giving you 40 fan duel points. Yeah, Gordon Hayward's been a good addition for this Hornets team. He provides shooting. He's a vet for them. Uh, they're a very young team. 
when you look at the guys that are playing heavy minutes for them, Davis loves LaMelo Ball. You've got Devontae Graham. He's in his third year in the league. Miles Bridges, third year in the league. So this is a young core. Uh, P.J. Washington, second year. So really young core. And uh, to have a vet like that who can score, uh, who can really, you know, kind of control the game too, Craig, like, He's going to talk on the defensive end. He's going to hold guys accountable as well. Um, he's very close with some members of the coaching staff playing with Ron Norad at Butler. So, you know, there's a lot of connections there. It was a great fit in the offseason. And, you know, some people may have been surprised at the price tag because he was so injured in Boston. But these teams see values in veteran leaders that can score. He was a former all-star before his injury. He was one of the top free agents right before his injury. So uh, he's a great player in this league. He may never get back to, you know, what he was pre-injury, but uh, if he can still contribute 25 points a night, I think most teams will take that from anyone in their starting five. How many brackets have you filled out for the tournament so far, Brett? Any? One, two, three, uh, five, I've, zero? I like submitting the same bracket in all like my little bracket pools. So like I fill out one bracket, that's my bracket, and then I submit it to all my places. So my uh, fraternity still keeps our bracket pool together. So I'm in that. I'm in the sports grid one. I'm in. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm in one for uh, some other friends of mine just from growing up. So. I'm in a few bracket pools, but I only have one bracket. And uh, I guess, you know, no surprise, Gonzaga is my winner, Craig. All right. Well, Davis, you know, Brett, not much of a hedger there. He's just all in on the same bracket. It's usually not the way that I do it. I usually do two. One, which is like insane, just like to, you know, try and win. And then I do like a safe one where it's like, I don't think I'm going to win, but I'll finish second or third. And I don't know that I'm going to do Davis more than one this year. I think the sports grid one's the only one I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm in a couple. Generally speaking, I mean, your strategy should be informed by how many people you're up against. You know, in an office pool with 20 sure. people, you can pretty much take favorites. I mean, don't take don't take Gonzaga to win, but take you know a two seed to win or something like that. But if you're you know if you're in a giant pool, you know ESPN and Yahoo and CBS, they all run these ones where it's like you know if you if you finish in X percentile or you have the best bracket, you win. You know, uh, uh, an all expenses paid trip or whatever. You know, it should be informed. I have uh, my office pool strategy where I will do the same thing. So that's, you know, our, our sports grid one, some ones with mm -hmm. my buddies where I, I have, you know, uh, Gonzaga in the final and things like that. And then I have my, my more funky contrarian strategy that I use in some of the larger pools. All right. Well, good luck, Davis, and good luck, Brett. We'll bring Brett back in a little bit later as his Raz Slam draft continues as Brett, Davis, and I are all in the same draft here in 2021. In fact, I think we're going to be done with that this week. In fact, uh, we made more than three picks yesterday, but we're going to stagger this out to keep the content going for the whole week. It's kind of how it works. So we'll go through picks 16, 17, and 18 in our drafts. And also coming up a little bit later in the show, Josh Cohen will be with us. The hottest name on the baseball card market is Bobby Witt Jr. for good reason. He's just destroyed the Cactus League thus far will ask him how he compares to some of the other previous rookies and their prices like Soto and Acuna and Tatis. And even going back to Mike Trout, you may be surprised where Witt kind of ranks with those players as far as what their rookie cards are concerned. So stay tuned to that. It's coming up in about an hour from now. Up next, we continue our look at our season win totals. Today, it is FanDuel's total on the St. Louis Cardinals, a team that is favored by just about everybody to win the division. That's not what we're interested in today. We're interested in seeing if they can get above 86 wins on the season. That's the number. Davis and I will tell you next if we like it. We'll go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. 
the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Davis Maddock. In 2020, two Major League Baseball teams were ravaged by the COVID-19 virus. One was the Miami Marlins. They ended up making the postseason, finishing above 500. The other was the St. Louis Cardinals, who also lost dozens of players to COVID-19 throughout the year and somehow found their way into the 2020 postseason. And Davis, they only finished two games over 500. But it would appear that the division has somewhat taken a step back with the Cubs and the Pirates. That's for sure. It remains to be seen what the Milwaukee Brewers are. Uh, Cardinals didn't do a thing for the entire offseason, November, December, and even into January. And then all of a sudden, late January came, and they made arguably the biggest move of the entire offseason in terms of trade by acquiring Nolan Arenado, who clearly is a four or five win war player in Major League Baseball. Um, so it, it, for the first time ever, we go into a season with the Cardinals where they, which is normal, they're predicted to win the division. They're predicted to finish over 500, but this time around it's their offense that everyone thinks that's going to carry them because their pitching without a doubt is probably going into the season. The most questionable it's been in a long time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is it, is it questionable? Like, I, I like a lot of these guys. I mean, I, I look at both the pitching staff and the order, and, you know, I, I, I mean, Wainwright, I think, to me, is it's a joke, right, to, to be counting on him for big innings and solid performance at this time. Wainwright is 39 years old. If the, if the Cardinals make the postseason, he might turn 40 in the middle of the playoffs. He did have a 315 ERA over 10 starts last year. Only 65 innings. He was really poor the four seasons before that. Uh, you know, just is no longer the same lights out stud pitcher as before. I think most likely what we see happen is Wainwright gets moved into a different role and we see them use some of their guys who are on the IL right now. Uh, Miles Nicholas has shoulder soreness. He is anticipated back at some point. And they have some guys in the minor leagues as well who they should be able to get some innings out of. Johan Oviedo is the number six overall prospect inside of the organization. Also, I do expect this to be a team that would feel comfortable adding guys at the deadline, but I kind of like John Gant. Uh, I think Flaherty obviously is really strong. I, I know that KH Kim is not a great fantasy starter because he doesn't generate the strikeouts, but he is a guy who really limits hits, doesn't walk anyone. And uh, Carlos Martinez is also a guy I, I kind of like more than the market. But I guess what you're saying is there are question marks about their rotation, which it's true. They exist. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're huge questions. I mean, Wayne Wright's pushing 40. Carlos Martinez hasn't been healthy in four years. Kim is hurt. Michaelis is hurt. Uh, Ponce de Leon is a great story coming back from that huge injury, but he's never thrown, what, 100 innings in a major league season. So, uh, and Flaherty, by the way, did not have a good year. I, I mean, I'll, I'm willing to chalk that one up and say he'll he'll be great. But after that, I, I just think that there's question upon question upon question in that rotation. And Gant may have to be the guy. We'll hear from Mike Schultz on him in a minute. But let's take a look at their lineup. And this is how it projects. Really good lineup. Solid. Tommy Edmond will lead off. Goldschmidt will be in the two-hole this year. Nolan Arenado will bat third, followed by Paul DeYoung. Very underrated shortstop, in my opinion. You could just put 20 home runs on the back of his card. It's going to happen. Dylan Carlson, of course, has all the pedigree. We just don't know what he'll be. 
Yadier Molina will play catcher, and then they're going to fool around with Tyler O'Neill and Harrison Bader in the outfield. They may have to put Gorman out there, the prospect that played third base. I'm not really sure how their outfield is going to shake out. Got some guys in the minors too. So uh, that's how their offense looks. As we mentioned, their starting pitching staff. Let's take one more look at that again. So this is Jack Flaherty going to start for them opening day. It looks like Wainwright is the second starter. I have Carlos Martinez here three. That's not what they want. They want it to be Kim, but Kim is injured right now. And then Martinez would be four and Daniel Ponce de Leon would be five. But all this may be for naught as as of right now, both Michaelis and Kim are not throwing in spring training, which means that John Gant, who came over to the Cardinals a couple of years ago, was fantastic and out of the bullpen won a number of games too, is being stretched out to potentially start the 2021 season in the rotation. And Mike Schilt, their manager, said they're very comfortable with him being in there. Um, he's getting built up in camp, and he's looked good. So all those factors, you know, are parts of being able to check the box for Johnny. Um, he's doing everything that we're asking him to do. He's throwing today. Um, like anything, we, we, you know, we don't expect perfection, but we just want guys to be consistent, and, and Johnny's been that. Just, more, you know, hit with your pitches today. Don't not asking too much. Um, he's always gonna always been a good worker, very conscientious, good athlete. Um, does a lot of things well. So, um, you know, he's as far as confidence goes. I have confidence in Johnny being a rotation. You know, two years ago, I had confidence that he could be in a rotation. Um, that's the good news when you have people that you have the quality of depth that we talk about um, instead of just having depth, but. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Miles and KK have had some, some minor setbacks, it appears, and it creates an opportunity, a sincere opportunity for Johnny to start the season on a rotation. Yeah, right now, every team is only going to need four starters at the beginning of the season, and Gant probably projects as the fifth, but there certainly is a chance that they may need him as the fourth to start the season. And Davis, their win total is 86. Could they win the division without winning 86 games? I think there's a chance of that happening. I do believe the better bet with the Cardinals is to win the division, but not on the over. And I know it sounds crazy. You would think, wait a minute, if you like them to win the division, don't they have to win 87 games? I'm not so sure. The Pirates are bad. I don't like the Cubs. And if Milwaukee is an 80-win team, the Cardinals could get in winning just 84. I like them. I don't love it. I'm going to just pass on this total completely. But I do think they end up winning the division. Um, the Reds, I don't even, you know, you mentioned the Reds yesterday too. That's like a huge wild card team. I have no idea what to expect from them. I don't even think anybody knows what they're doing. But I got the Cardinals winning right around this amount of games. Four or five games over 500, maybe six. I don't think there's a ton of value here. So on FanDuel, give me them even money to win the division. But... I'm going to stay away from the total. Yeah, I don't think this is a very strong division either. You know, the Brewers have a lot of holes. I don't think the Cubs are going to be particularly good, and I think the Cubs might even fashion themselves as sellers without an expanded playoff. I don't think the Reds will be very good. Sonny Gray is now injured and not throwing. He's kind of their ace. You know, a lot of the guys in their lineup are are aging or just not as solid. And I, I would lean on them to the win the division. I mean, this top five to me, Edmund, Goldschmidt, Arenado, DeYoung, Dylan Carlson. If Carlson, you know, plays to his prospect profile, which he is a good candidate to do for me. I know he was disappointing in his rookie stint last year, but Carlson is a guy I've been drafting in fantasy, uh, sent some of his rookie cards off to PSA to be graded. I, I think that that is an investment that will uh, pay dividends for me down the road. And, and honestly, I just think Nolan Arenado is so good, and I'm just so I I am I, I would it would please me greatly to see him play on a division winning team, to play on a winning baseball team, to to be fighting for wins in September, to get postseason baseball. I just am such a fan of Nolan Arenado, so I I agree with your analysis that I don't think the total here is you know, the best way to bet on the Cardinals' success. I think even money to win the division is probably better, but I would also slightly lean over. This is not one I'd be betting myself though. Yeah, and I'm in agreement there. If you told me they had five healthy guys in the rotation, let's also not forget they traded for Matthew Libertor, who is arguably one of the top pitching prospects in baseball. He could play a factor there. Uh, the, the, I think the value, by the way, you mentioned the total. We're in agreement. 
the value in fantasy is there for the Cardinals. John Gant, definitely a name that's not being drafted in the first 500. You give Gant 10 starts, I mean, his his numbers are going to be good in those 10 starts. His 80 or 90 innings are going to be better than players that are being drafted 100 spots ahead of him. Alex Reyes, who is a friend of the show. I've known Alex for a long time. I have said many times, Davis, Alex Reyes has the best stuff of any pitcher yep. I've ever seen in my life in person. The best stuff. And, and, and I know that sounds crazy. I've never seen any pitcher with better stuff. He has not been able to stay healthy in seven years. But his command, his, his breaking stuff, his fastball, if he can stay healthy and pitch, and I don't think he'll be a starter anymore. And if he could pitch 60 innings, Davis, he's going to strike out 13 batters per nine innings. He will have the highest K per nine in the major leagues this year. I'm trying to get him in every draft I can, but everybody else is also in on him because they're not sure if Jordan Hicks is going to be the closer or not. They have Giovanni Gallegos, who also profiles as the closer there. But whoever the Cardinals closer has been, Davis, through the years, and you've played fantasy baseball for a long time, it's always a star. Whoever is the closer for the Cardinals racks up 30 saves. Their ERA is two. They don't do it the next year. But whoever that guy is on their team this year, I want him. I just don't know who it's going to be, and I don't know that anybody does. Right. Um, so I think the best role for Reyes is as the fireman. So like a guy who can come in, you know, bases loaded, get you some strikeouts. He can go two innings. He can go three innings if you need him to. And I think that then using Jordan Hicks and uh, Giovanni Gallegos as the closer uh, in, in kind of a committee there, even using Andrew Miller, you know, if you're if you're up against some guys who are, are tough left-handed bats. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I mean, you know, Reyes has been great when healthy. So I, I like that fireman role better for him than just straight closing. Yeah. I, I saw him a few years ago in some rehab starts before he was making his way back to the big leagues. I think this was two years ago and he, he started three different times, like five, six innings a piece struck out 14, 15 batters in, in those, in every single one of those starts. But it's just been a matter of health for him. He's a player that I'm rooting for, no doubt, here in 2021. All right, so uh, Davis and I both, no real strong opinion on the Cardinals. We'll continue our look tomorrow at another season win total. And by the way, a little bit later this week, the general manager of the Baltimore Orioles, Mike Elias, is going to be with us here on the show. So if you're getting ready for a fantasy draft, may want to stay tuned. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As we continue our previews of the 2021 fantasy baseball season, also keeping an eye on NFL free agency, as we told you at the top of the show, New England Patriots, 
Yesterday signed Jonu Smith. Today it is Hunter Henry along with Nelson Aguilar. They're really heavily involved in the first few days of free agency. Uh, also, the Broncos have exercised their option on Von Miller, so it doesn't look like he'll become a free agent in 2021. Maybe back with Denver. We'll see how that plays out for sure. All right, back to some fantasy baseball we go, and let's let's tackle a couple of late-round picks, Davis, then we'll move to some earlier ones as well. And since we're kind of getting in this range of in the 400s as far as ADP is concerned, we're going to start off with two pitchers, potentially two starting pitchers, by the way, on two really good teams. Luis Patino of the Tampa Bay Rays, who was the centerpiece in the Blake Snell trade from San Diego over to Tampa Bay. Kyle Wright, who two years ago was being drafted and auctioned as the number one rookie starter in the National League. It didn't really work out for him. But he's shown some signs of really turning the next step. And maybe that will happen this year for Kyle Wright with the Atlanta Braves. So, Davis, it's a choice basically of a dart throw here. When you're at this stage of the draft or even in an auction in a mixed league, this is the kind of player where you have your five starters for sure. If you're counting on in a 12 or 15 team league, one of these two players to be your fifth starter, you've made a mistake. <laughs> this is this is not the route that you should be going. You should already be completed. And then you're looking at players that potentially can help you over the course of the season if things break right. So who will it break right for more? Will it be Patino or Wright? No pun intended there. So I think both of these guys are pretty fascinating. Both of them are, well, Patino has a much higher future value grade than Kyle Wright does. Uh, Kyle Wright Basically, because he's been so average, he actually got major league experience as far back as 2018, came up and pitched 19 innings in 2019, and then actually started uh, eight games in 2020. He has a 6.2 ERA over his time in Major League Baseball. Now, granted, he is only 25 years old. He was very solid in the minors. I think the stance I'm going to take here is the devil you don't know versus the devil you do know. We just have a much smaller sample of Louis Patino. Now, some people think that he is better cast as a reliever in Major League Baseball. But at this point, I feel like Wright is just maybe not that good of a probabilistic gamble. Like the the far greater outcomes for Kyle Wright is that he settles in as a four and a half ERA pitcher less than a strikeout per inning. It seems that uh, some people think that his fastball just is too straight, so he throws it fast, but he just throws it way too straight, and major league hitters are able to pretty much square it up. So I'm going to go Patino here, just because it seems like his raw stuff is better, even if Wright ends up getting more innings in. Yeah, and also from an organizational perspective, I mean, the writing's kind of on the wall. They had a choice. Do they go with what they had last year and put Wright in as their fourth or fifth starter, or do they sign a pitcher and they sign Charlie Morton? So that kind of told me the story. As far as Patino, I'm going to pick Patino with you. But as far as Patino, why I think he could be more interesting than what we're talking about here is that the Rays do not tell you who their openers are going to be at the start of the season. If Patino ends up being an opener, this is a mess of a pick, and I would go over to right. But if he is part of that bridge that gets them through the game as the fifth starter, per se, if someone starts the game, pitches an inning, they bring Patino in, he pitches four, you could be looking at some really cheap and easy wins in fantasy this year. So that's something definitely to keep an eye on with him. I don't think he throws seven or eight innings in any game this season, even though he's being stretched out. His K per nine will be way higher than Kyle Wright. So for all those things added up, I'll say Louis Patino, and I did end up uh, taking him in a league already this year. So I'm in on Patino over Kyle Wright. All right, now back up the board we go to the third base position. Two third basemen that are being drafted very similarly, late third, fourth round. Anthony Rendon, I don't think Rendon's been talked about at all in the spring. Man, I, don't, I haven't heard his name once, maybe here on the show once or twice, and that's it. His NFBC ADP is 41, 286 batting average, nine home runs, 36 runs driven in. Alex Bregman, I believe, is playing today for the first time in spring training, if I'm not mistaken, in Palm Beach. And his ADP is 45. He had a down year, as did most of the Astros' offense last year. 242, six home runs, 22 runs driven in. Uh, look, it's there, there's a lot to unpack here, Davis. And, and look, I could make cases for both being great. I could make cases for both being disappointing. I think that everyone knows the reasons for that. Rendon going from the NL to the AL seemed pretty good. Rendon also the kind of guy that you know that every two years he's going to miss 15 or 20 games. I mean, it's just baked into what he does. Bregman, on the other hand, is a superstar, but is he still a superstar after the season that he put up last year? So 
I, I have leaned on Bregman a little in the in the offseason and in the fantasy season, but Rendon does give you a ton of consistency. Uh, Bregman will steal a few bases as well. Who do you like here? I view these guys incredibly similar. Uh, Bregman is projected to hit 26 home runs and steal four bases with a 270 batting average. Rendon, 28 home runs, two stolen bases, and a 280 batting average. I, I think that there are also the offenses also project pretty similarly. You know, wide range of outcomes for the Angels, wide range of outcomes for the Astros. You know, Jose Altuve, big questions. Carlos Correa, big questions. Jordan Alvarez, big health questions. Then with the Angels, the top half of the batting order, Trout, Otani, you know, the, those guys are our studs, but big questions about Jared Walsh, my guy, Joe Adele. We need to get him up in the Major League Baseball. Don't know if you saw Joe Adele, monster home run in spring training yesterday, playing Pepper uh, with the outfield grandstands. I'm going to go Rendon here just because mm-hmm. I continue to be such a bull on the Angels, right? Every day on the show, I'm talking about Otani, I'm talking about Adele, I'm talking about Jared Walsh. I think that the Angels can have a better offense, which isn't to say that you shouldn't take Bregman or that I'm not interested in taking Bregman. I just slightly prefer Rendon here. Yeah, I think the projection systems for the stolen bases are wrong. And, and I think that he steals yeah. more than what they're projecting. I, I and, and he's been that guy in the past. I don't look at anything that happened in 2020 in terms of stolen bases. Teams were not stealing at all when they came back. After I'm the with you 100%. Yeah, yeah I, it, I agree with you on the steals. Yeah, so I'm not saying he steals 20, but I would double what, what that is there. And, and on top of it, Bregman went through a ton last year and really was one of those guys in the whole Astro scandal, of course. Uh, one of the few guys that I believe it really, really affected him. I think Correa and Altuve sort of played the the heel game. I saw that a ton, you know, boo us, we don't care. That It, it affected Bregman having to deal with that, I, I think, last year. And I think that that's now out. Uh, I, I do think he's going to emerge as the leader of the team, too. That doesn't add up to fantasy, but I think that they let Correa go and just kind of move on from that after the year is over. And then Altuve, too. Bregman's not going anywhere. Uh, like Rendon a lot. I think Rendon misses 20 games. I don't think Bregman misses any, and he steals more bases. So a slight lean for me toward Bregman, and my drafts would prove that thus far. All right, finally, this is the easiest one that we've done thus far. Nelson Cruz for the Minnesota Twins, designated hitter. His ADP is 95, 16 home runs, was a monster last year, 33 runs driven in. John Carlos Stan's ADP is 115. He hit four home runs, drove in 11 runs. And remember, Stanton was slated to miss virtually the entire season. And then when the season got punted because of COVID, he was able to come back and play at the end of the year. So feel free, Davis, to go first, and then I'll tie the bow on this one. Well, I already know that you are going to go, Nelson Cruz. You don't like Stanton. You don't like Judge. You don't like these guys that look more like NFL tight ends than baseball players. I am going to go Stanton for a couple different reasons. The first is, at some point, eventually, Nelson Cruz is going to stop hitting. His hands will slow down. It, It will happen eventually. I think that the risk of Nelson Nelson Cruz entering into his age 41 season and just not being able to hit anymore is comparable to the odds that Giancarlo Stanton just can't stay healthy. Uh, The last time Stanton was healthy, uh, 2018, 705 plate appearances, 38 home runs, 266 batting average, 102 runs scored, 100 RBIs, and even added in five steals. This is where I'm at with Stanton. I love the Yankees. I love his ballpark. I love the pitching that he is going to face all year long. I mean, pitchers mm-hmm. in the AL East, are they're all bad. Unilaterally, they're, they're all bad. And guys are, you know, I, so I'm going Stanton here. I think that he has a 40 home run season in him that I just think is harder for Cruz to get to. And look, man, I just, I can't be out here drafting 41-year-old players. I just, it's something about it just really messes with me, even though I know that you're going with Cruz here. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and look, with Stanton, it's it's always the dream. It's the dream of health. It's the dream of another repeat of the season that he had. I would also say this. I watched him play for a long time here in South Florida, and he was unlucky. He got hit in the face, missed time. Got hit in the wrist, missed a lot of time. There were some definite unlucky moments in there, without a doubt. But 
I, I can't go to the well anymore with this player. I'm willing to on Judge, ironically. I'm willing to take another shot on Judge. I, I feel like I, I would do that. I really don't have a lot of data to quantify it. But with Stanton, the other problem is, is that sometimes Davis, this guy is in his own head and will yeah. have massive slumps, one for 40, one for 50, like insane slumps where just he is just seeing that slider and it is going right by him. I have wondered if he needed glasses, and this is no disrespect. I just have wondered that because literally goes three feet off the plate and he is swinging and missing at it. Um, I'm, I'm going cruise, and I don't want to. I, I would rather go another direction, but maybe Stanton playing DH is the answer. But I, I have a dream, and the dream is not, unfortunately, for Stanton hitting 60. It is rounding first base, limping into second, something with a muscle. <laughs> and and, it, and it's no offense to him. I, I want to see him healthy, healthy, and I want to see him do it. And maybe there's this new regimen eventually that changes all of that. But I have no data to show that these big dudes can stay healthy over the course of a 20-year career. It's just not there. And... I, I, I got to go cruise, man. I, I just I, I just got to go cruise here on this one. But I'm not rooting against the player. I want the player to succeed because when he makes contact, it goes a long way. But it, but to see the social media comments coming from the spring training in Tampa and people who you know are covering the team, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe this – have they not seen the last 10 years? Like maybe this is it has been on the back of Giancarlo Stanton's jersey. Maybe this is the year. And I don't think it will be. I, I just don't. So, and, and some of it not even health related. It's just he goes and it just can't hit the slider somehow. I, I, I don't know. Give me Cruz. Don't love Cruz either. Neither of these guys will be on my team, but for the purposes of the show, we got to lean one. I'll go with the NFBC ADP of Nelly Cruz at 95. All right. Coming up next, we're going to lean now a little bit harder on Davis as we've got a huge game tonight in the NBA. Really good one as Utah is going to be visiting the Boston Celtics with. The road team being a slight favorite, so we'll check in on that. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll dive more into a little bit of NFL free agency. Chris has got the update there. I see a couple more players have signed, so we'll get to that one player, a tight end, I heard of, I think, uh, signed by the Jacksonville Jaguars, so I'm going to need some help with that. Uh, then uh, we'll be joined by Josh Cohen from PC Sports Cards and PCSportsCards.com. Just a reminder for those of you who are watching this show on demand or watching it somewhere on an app, the very easy thing to do to catch all of our shows after they're over is to subscribe to our YouTube page over on SportsGrid and turn your notifications on. This way, when the show is done later on in the afternoon, you can get these sent directly to your phone or your uh, iPad or whatever kind of tablet you use, and you can watch the show on demand whenever you want. So make sure you do that as well. Also, follow us on Twitter at SportsGrid. We post clips of our show every day as well. Jazz and Celtics, a preview of the game is coming up next right here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. So stay on the grid. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
games in the NCAA tournament by going over to the FanDuel Sportsbook. All of the lines are up for the weekend, no doubt. All of the odds to win the tournament as well. Make sure you go to FanDuel before the tournament starts on Thursday and then the full slate on Friday. Tonight, we've got a slate in the NBA to talk about, and we focus in on one game this evening, as we always do at the end of the first hour of our show. And tonight's focus is the Utah Jazz at the Boston Celtics. Let's take a look at the line. Utah is minus four and a half on the road at Boston. The total is 227 and a half. Davis, we know the Jazz have played like one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NBA. I believe they have the best against the spread record in the NBA. But Boston seems to be one of those teams when they're much better getting points than giving points. What do you think about tonight's game? Uh, The Celtics are healthy, right? Kemba, good to go. Smart, good to go. Tatum getting over. I mean, he he is still, I think, reeling from the effects of the coronavirus. Jalen Brown, healthy, got to, you know, rest his knees a little bit over that all-star break. I I'm a I can't help it, and I think it's because I I literally grew up reading uh, Bill Simmons on page two and listening to his podcast and everything. But I just have such a soft spot for the Celtics. Marcus Smart, probably my favorite player, not not Oklahoma City Thunder player in the NBA. When they have Smart active, I think they're a different team. Smart going to give Mitchell and Conley a go for their money. So we are on uh, Boston plus four and a half points here. All right. All right, take Boston plus the four and a half points. Of course, we break down one game each day right at the end of the show. Uh, Total tonight over on FanDuel, I see 227 and a half. Also a very big bonus coming up for FanDuel as well. For those of you who are interested in the NCAA tournament, you got to check that out. A little spread the love, getting ready to happen this weekend too. All right, coming up, we got Chris with the update at the top of the hour, latest in NFL free agency. We'll talk a little about Ryan Fitzpatrick's next destination And there is a top 100 player in fantasy baseball that is going to play a position that he has not played in the big leagues in a long time today. We'll talk about how that affects his fantasy value. That's coming up next right here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. Also, our sports card discussion with Josh Cohen coming up in the second hour of our show. Craig Mish, Davis Maddock, we're back in two minutes. See you then. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.